Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I got a fun episode for you guys today as we're going to go over a couple news updates from the video game industry and just kind of discuss them real quick. So, you know, Halo Infinite being delayed, uh, DC fucking laying off 500 people, which is crazy, but let's be honest, we know all we know why it happened because they don't know how to make good movies. Anyways, so I hope you guys are excited to listen to this episode. If you do enjoy it, please share around with your friends, your family, uh, subscribe to the podcast for any future episodes, and let's just jump into it. Cue that intro. Hello everyone, and today we are going to be talking about Halo Infinite being delayed, and I just wanted to talk about it real quick because obviously it is, it's a bummer, uh, kind of unexpected to be honest since it's supposed to launch with the Series X, but it is a very necessary route to go with Halo Infinite as it just, it looked great, like I would have been excited to play it right there if they just released that demo. But uh, when everything's said and done, the game just did not look good. And it's definitely not meeting expectations of, you know, a lot of fans out there. Um, There's a lot of great things to talk about with it, which I have in previous episodes. But, you know, we're talking about the next gen of gaming. And obviously this is going to be like a a Zelda type release where, you know, Twilight Princess released on the GameCube and the Wii, Breath of the Wild, Wii U, and a Switch. So definitely going that route with Halo on this one, which isn't the end of the world, but... You know, I still want my game to look more next-gen than the generation we are currently getting out of, so to, so, so to speak. So, yeah, it sucks. It really does. Um, but one of the things I've been telling my friends lately or, you know, people I've, you know, my family, people I've talked to about it. You know, Halo the Master Chief Collection is still getting more content. You, you know, this month alone they're adding another season, so weapon skins and God knows what else. But they're also adding ODST Firefight to the game. And it's going to have new customization options. So there's definitely a lot to go around there. Um, They're going to be adding Halo 4 eventually. And, you know, who knows what they're going to release with that. So there's still a lot of Halo content out there. It just unfortunately isn't what we all pretty much wanted. Uh, This would have been the first Halo to to be released with the launch of a console since Halo CE. So... I think that would have been a really amazing benchmark because, like I said in a previous episode as well, we're we're hitting the 20th anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved next year, and I just think uh, you know Halo Infinite being the next generation of Halo games and what they want to do with the franchise uh, would have been like icing on the cake to release it as a launch title, but you know things uh, things change and uh, you know. Unfortunately, COVID is not making, um, you know, development towards games or pretty much anything. You know, when you have to work from home, it's really um, it's really uh, hard to, you know, you know, make the game the way you want it. It's definitely has it's definitely caused a lot of setbacks. You know, they were supposed to be doing Halo Infinite flights. So, we, you know, fans could have tested the game out. And uh, helped uh, 343 with the network stress tests. But, you know, we didn't get that either. So there's definitely... I feel like the delay is... Actually, as I'm saying it, like, not that much of a surprise. 
it's obviously a bummer, but no one, like I said, no one wants a bad game to be released. You know, as Shigeru Miyamoto says, a delayed game is eventually good, but a rushed game is forever bad. You know, that quote you'll see all the time when a game gets delayed and people are trying to be optimistic about it. And it's very true. It's just we cannot have this game released and just uh, launched in a terrible state that's going to be focused on post-update content, you know, post-launch content, sorry. Um, we just can't have that with Halo Infinite. We need a solid groundwork at launch and then obviously build upon that. So I think the delay at the end of the day is um, extremely important and very smart. But I wanted to go ahead and release the uh, press release from Chris Lee, studio head of Halo Infinite. Uh, today I want to share an important Halo Infinite development update with the community. We have made the dif difficult decision to shift our release to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. The decision to shift our release is the result of multiple factors that have contributed to development challenges, including the ongoing COVID-related impacts affecting us all this year. I want to acknowledge the hard work from our team at 343 Industries who have remained committed to making a great game and finding solutions to development challenges. However, it is not sustainable for the well-being of our team or the overall success of the game to ship it this holiday. We know this will be disappointing to many of you, and we all share that sentiment. The passion and support of the community, the passion and support the community has shown over the years has been incredible and inspiring. We wanted nothing more than to play our game with the community this holiday. The extra time will, will let us finish critical work necessary to deliver the most ambitious Halo game ever at the quality we know our fans expect. Thank you for your support and understanding. And once again, that's from Chris Lee, the studio head at Halo Infinite. He works for 343, of course. Um, you know, it's, it's nice to read that because, you know, at this day and age, it's just better to own up to what a lot of the critiques are. I mean, they are very valid critiques on... You know, textures loading in or uh, clouds popping in as Master Chief is going up the elevator in the campaign demo. The brutes do look terrible. Uh, they, I do not like the way they look. Uh, Craig is the only one that should look that way. If we can keep Craig, that's great. But if they can update the other designs, that'd be nice. There's a lot of feedback on um, the sound design. I kind of agree with it. I mean... The guns do sound extremely realistic, but at the same time, like all the older Halo games, they packed a punch. Every gun just felt very meaty. Um, <laughs> in a weird way, I don't know if this is like a logical complaint, but <laughs> uh, now the guns, like they sound a little too realistic to me. Um, you know, like the, uh, the assault rifle and, uh, you know, the DMR that they had. I'm forgetting the name of it right now because it's not technically the DMR. Um, of course, you know, the Cove or the Covenant, the Banished, all the alien weaponry uh, sounds incredible, of course. Um, the environment looked amazing. It just, it could you could tell it needs a texture upgrade. Um, at the end of the day, I still stand by it. Uh, an open world Halo is just extremely necessary and very, very exciting. So I just wanted to talk about that real quick. Um, best wishes to everybody who works at 343. I'm just excited to play this game whenever we can. Um, I I just think the direction they're taking it from what we saw in eight minutes is more than enough for me to want to support them however I can. I mean, I just think this game's going to really knock it out of the park. 
And I just wanted to talk about that real quick. Uh, so we're going to move on to the Xbox Series X technically getting a launch time frame. So Xbox Series X is going to launch in November. And they didn't give a specific date. But as I said before with the, show, the game showcase episode, they did announce a special marketing deal with Bungie when it comes to Destiny Beyond Light. Uh, that comes out November 10th. And that was a specific Series X uh, update uh, with their game. So I'm pretty sure the Series X comes out the 10th. Um, nothing's official yet, so take that with a grain of salt, but I'm still predicting the 10th. Either way, the Series X launches in November. I think that's a great launch month uh, for a console. I'm definitely excited to see it. We have no price yet, so uh, we'll see what happens with that. But I definitely just want to let you guys know. And then when this console does launch, there will be over, from what they say, thousands of games that you can play from over four generations of console gaming. So 360 games, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and original Xbox. All those backwards compatible titles, if they are ready for Series X, they will be available at launch. So there's going to be a lot of upgrades that come with this console. And it's going to go with uh, old games as well. So please keep that in mind. Um, just want to touch on that real quick. I also want to touch on Xbox Game Pass adding a PlayStation Classic today as of August 13th. So they have added Final Fantasy VII, which debuted back in 1997 on the PS1. And has since then been an exclusive to them. I feel like it released on a Nintendo console, but it's never been on Xbox. But as of today, as of the release of this episode, you can play it on Game Pass. So please go check that out. If you have not played it, I heard I hear it's one of the best Final Fantasy games in existence. As you know, there's a remake that got released on PlayStation 4. So definitely check that out. Now we're going to move on to kind of a lighter note. Uh, according to uh, Phil Spencer, uh, Nintendo is just masterful at what they do. So one of the cutest and coolest things I've ever seen has happened. And... Uh, Gary Wieda, I hope I said his last name right, is a English uh, video game journalist, has worked in Hollywood, but he has a new show, and it's called Animal Talking. Uh, very, very crazy. So an Animal Crossing themed Twitch show called Animal Talking, and the most recent episode featured one of the gaming's most high prolific executives. So Phil Spencer was on this show. And he talked about you know his journey into gaming. He did answer very tough questions about the Halo Infinite delay, which I think are rightfully asked. But he, of course, answered them with full transparency, which is always cool to hear from Phil. Um, if anything's like really kept me a Halo fan, besides my love for um, their infrastructure, uh, you know, in Halo, I would say it's Phil Spencer. Like when this dude talks, like you feel like. A lot of good games are going to come, a lot of good experiences, you know, to Xbox that are worth staying around for. So uh, hats off to Phil. Um, he pretty much just makes everything better when it comes to Xbox. So I'm definitely grateful that he's in the position that he's in. But anyways, he's just on this super badass show. And he just quickly talked about his respect for Nintendo and uh, PlayStation. I just thought it was a cool thing to throw in there as they're literally... <laughs> Uh, doing a uh, a playful talk show inside a Nintendo game. 
and you can see Phil Spencer's avatar sitting there and they're having a full on conversation. I will make sure I post a link to the video and you guys can check it out. The, uh, the interview is amazing. It's about two hours long. It's with uh, Phil Spencer, Lisa Loeb and Dylan Sprouse. Um, so go check that out. Uh, apparently on his last episode, he had Selena Gomez. So just something different. Uh, it's kind of like a wholesome thing. I, I really do recommend it. It was very fun to watch. Um, kind of mind blowing too, that we're doing this in a video game over a streaming, uh, service. It's just insane to think about what technology has done for us and, and how far it's come. Um, so definitely please check that out. I will please, I will, I promise to, uh, link it into the bio or, uh, the description of our show. So one of the things I wanted to move on to is Fortnite. So that's something I haven't really talked about on the show because I don't play it. I don't really care for it, but I think uh, what happened today is pretty crazy. So Fortnite is suing Apple after the game's removal from the App Store in dispute over payment system. Popular video game Fortnite was no longer appearing on the App Store after its maker, Epic Games, announced a cheaper payment system that sidestepped Apple's. So I don't know what that means, but maybe when you know when you play some games and you purchase microtransactions, the Apple wallet or Apple screen pops up. So I think Epic just maybe made its own way to do it for a cheaper price. Um, doesn't really say necessarily, but uh, Epic Games maker of Fortnite said Thursday it is suing Apple over an anti-competitive conduct after the tech giant kicked the game off uh, the game's app off its Apple store. Um, Epic Games released a feature Wednesday that lets users choose how they want to pay for in-app purchases, either through the App Store or Google's Play Store or Epic directly, which saves up to 20%. So what this does is it means that a lot more money is coming to Epic if you're playing their game and you choose their option uh, when it comes to the form of payment, I'm assuming. Which, you know, you can't really blame them, right? I mean... If Apple's taking all that money, you kind of want a little bit for yourself, too. It's the game you're making. So apparently, Apple generally takes a cut of 30% of payments made in apps obtained through the App Store. Google Play Store generally takes a similar cut of 30%. Not long after Apple removed its app, the video game maker filed a 65-page lawsuit in federal court in Northern California that appeared to anticipate Apple's actions. So, <laughs> oof, that's a little crazy. And it's crazy, too, because last week I was just talking about how uh, Project xCloud will not be available on iOS for the foreseeable future, but they still are going to do what they can to bring it to the, the operating system. I wonder if this has anything to do with it. I wonder if, you know, purchasing games on the xCloud for, you know, so you can play at your leisure, um, maybe it had something to do with purchasing it directly from the Microsoft Store and not Apple's, you know, payment practices. So I don't know. But uh, it's crazy. So I got a quote from Epic's, one of the Epic's executives, I guess. So Apple's removal of Fortnite is yet another example of Apple flexing its enormous power in order to impose unreasonable restraints and unlawfully maintain its 100% monopoly over the iOS in-app payment processing market. <sighs> uh, it's a very tough one. I think, um, I think Apple is in the wrong on this. I just think you need to open yourselves up to you know people paying how they want. Obviously Epic knows what they're doing here though. They're they're changing it up so they can make more money. Um 
I don't know. I hope both of them can come up with a mutual agreement so people can start playing. I mean, there's so many people out there that probably try to play Fortnite every day, right? But now with the millions of people that own iPhones, I mean, God knows how many people out there can't even play it now. I mean, I can't. I double checked the app store and it's not there. So for anybody who has Fortnite right now on their phone, you can still play it. But the second Epic releases an update, um, you won't be able to update your app. And that's pretty much it. Um, I don't know. I think it's a very shady practice on both of them. It just sucks for all the longtime fans that have already been playing on their phones or iPads. And now they're not going to be able to. So God knows how much money they spent on cosmetics and stuff. And now you're not going to be able to unless you own a PC or console. Um, I still think it's just a little shady on both companies. But uh, we'll see what happens. But I definitely think that's worth talking about because I think the result of the lawsuit is going to be very interesting moving forward. And, uh, you know, the mobile game market, it's, it's just very weird and irritating. So I'm curious to see how it plays out. So we're going to move on to uh, something that's a little unfortunate. So at Warner Media, um, they've decided to uh, go through some layoffs and between DC Comics and the DC Universe. So it's like the comics publishing side and the DC Universe streaming. Uh, they've lay, laid off around uh, 500 people. So uh, I just want to talk about it real quick cause, because um, it's extremely unfortunate you know, during these times, obviously, so many people uh, you know, have families. They have to take care of themselves, of course. And then losing your job out of nowhere when it's not exactly easy to uh, go get a new one right now uh, is extremely unfortunate. I guess you could say, thankfully, in this industry, you can work from home a lot. So hopefully these people have a good chance of finding new work or just creating their own uh, comics and becoming successful. Uh, I wish them all the best. But the reason why I bring it up. It's because if you look at what DC's really like put out lately, um, I would say it's extremely underwhelming compared to their uh, their counterpart, which is Marvel. Uh, you know, their TV shows are uh, they're not very good, to be honest. Um, I'm not really a huge fan of them. I've given them a shot, but I just don't really like the way they do it. Uh, their movies, for sure. Uh, I didn't care for Wonder Woman. Um, you know, Justice League was atrocious. <laughs> uh, Batman versus Superman. I wanted to walk out of the theater. Uh, Suicide Squad was a joke. So I would just say their track record right now with movies is not too hot. Obviously, we have Robert Pattinson's um, Batman coming out, Aquaman 2, which I heard was good, but I never chose to watch it. Uh, I just... Doesn't didn't seem like a really interesting movie to me, um, but props to them—they are making a second one, and uh, obviously is successful. Uh, Wonder Woman '84 uh, is coming out. Um, yeah, it's just those three. Oh, I'm sorry. And as I said before, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming out to HBO Max next year. Uh, apparently, it's going to be way different than what we saw in theaters. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, the comic side, I don't really read comics that much. Um, I haven't really heard much about it, but obviously if there's layoffs, they're not doing too hot. Also, you got NetherRealm Studios making the Injustice games. And I would say besides the Nolan trilogy, that's pretty much the only DC thing I really uh, I really like till this day. Uh, I think the Injustice games are really good. And I think the stories they've told in those games are uh, quite phenomenal. 
um, you know, Injustice 2 allowed you to kind of customize your heroes or your villains in ways that you've never been able to before. So I think it was really cool to experience that and play through that as obviously that customization system and to an extent transferred over to Mortal Kombat. Uh, it was a very fun game. Uh, please check it out if you haven't yet. Uh, I just wanted to talk about it real quick as it's quite tragic and sad, but I just think the number is ridiculous. I just think 500 people getting laid off, laid off is pretty intense, but there has been talks of AT&T uh, trying to sell Warner Brothers. So uh, I don't know. We're going to hopefully something good comes from it because, I mean, we're talking about NetherRealm Studios here and uh, uh, the fine people who make... Um, the Lord of the Rings games. So there's a lot going on. Um, hopefully everything works out for the best as there's, as there's a lot of good franchises involved. So one of the last things we're going to talk about today is the apex legends season six. So tomorrow as of the release of this episode. So today apex legends can't talk uh, season six tr- gameplay trailer drops tomorrow. So as of this episode, you will be able to listen to it. It's going to be available at 8 AM. So they're going to be showing off some gameplay for that. They're calling it season six, uh, the season of boosted, whatever the fuck that means. But we will get a detailed look at Rampart, which is going to be the new legend introduced in her Gatling gun turret, Sheila. We should also learn what's up with the new vandalized construction signs popping up in World's Edge and the myriad of other hints. Respawn has been dropping both in game and on Twitter. So obviously they like to change up the maps. And just kind of show off what's going on. But anyways, there are numerous teases as to what's coming when Boosted starts, which could possibly be on August 18th. In addition to a new battle pass that features legendary skins and brand new hollow sprays, Season 6 Boosted introduces a crafting mechanic, the Volt SMG, and a brand new ranked season. So the Volt SMG is a energy smg from titanfall 2 and is an extremely badass smg i'm really excited to see gameplay with it and see how that plays out they are also changing the battle pass rewards so they're trying to make it more enticing for people and more uh rewarding um i thought what they've done the last couple seasons was actually pretty decent but apparently i'm alone on that So, obviously, we're going to have a bunch of cool things to unlock, a new ranked season, new ranked rewards. So, please keep an eye out for that and all that fun stuff. So, just want to do a quick news update for you guys. Um, Definitely um, not the best of news that we've had lately, but it is what it is. So, hopefully, Halo Infinite is good. Um, Hopefully, DC, you know, gets their shit together. (laughs) Um I really appreciate you guys listening to the show. Uh, just once again, if you if you enjoy the show or if you have something you'd like to say, please hit me up on Instagram at ItJustWorksPod. Um, you're more than welcome to join in the conversation. I'd like to hear what you guys have to say, any critiques, any suggestions. I am all ears as improving the show is extremely important to me and making sure the people listening to it are getting the content that they want. Uh, it's, it's obviously very important. So... Just wanted to say thank you guys so much. You listening to this means the absolute world to me. So that's it. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan, and I'll see you guys next time.